Hello? Sorry, we can't come to the phone right now. It's girls' night. Hey girlies, welcome back. It's Shawnee. And it's Adela. And this is Girls Night. We're the besties that give you the real deal on all those uncomfortable issues most people don't like to talk about. On today's episode, we have special guests, Isa and Vero. They have a well-established relationship and are very proud members of the LGBTQ community. We will be talking about choosing your family and building a deep relationship with your partners. Alrighty, you guys, so tell us a little bit about yourselves. My name is Veronica Garcia. Uh, my gender pronouns are she, her, and hers. And, and most importantly, I would say I'm a proud lesbian. I have been out, whoa, since I was, I would say 12 years old, I I had an attraction for women. But I would say in high school is when I would finally tell you that I am gay and lesbian. Very proud, very out, um, even professionally and uh, personally, I would say that I am 100% out and, and very happily married, too. Isandra <laughs> Alvarez. I was always straight my whole life. Um, I found women to be attractive, and it wasn't until I met Veronica that I was like, oh, wow, I, I could do this. <laughs> and it's not because I wanted to, like, experience with women. It wasn't like I I didn't know what was going to happen. I fell in love with her. I fell in love with who she was. And she just happened to be a woman. We have been shameless fun, happily married for one year. <laughs> Together for six. <laughs> Listen, the, the the years before the marriage count, okay? <laughs> I do. They definitely do. <laughs> five years, okay? I was 23 years old. <laughs> my, the best years of my life. Those five years are really the reason why we're married. The reason how we came about to finally say, okay, let's get married. Let's do this forever. You know, let's build the family. For me, you know, I always joke around and I tell her, yeah, but you have to say six years. Those five years were really the core and the base foundation. And we literally worked, you know, I was I was straight. I came from a different world. Um, she was, she is who she is. We, we had to bond. We had to mix. We had to combine um, we had to compromise. We have to make agreements. We did a lot of work. Our beginning was a little rough, but we could say we did the work to be where we are now. I'm literally about to cry because what you said about like you having to put work into the relationship. I always say a relationship is about choosing each other every single day. Just because you're in love doesn't mean that love is the only thing that's going to hold the relationship together. It's about putting in the work constantly every single day. It's about choosing your partner every single day. And I know that I choose my partner every single day and I love him immensely and I can just feel how much you guys love each other and it's so beautiful. Mamá dijo que el amor no es lo único que paga los billes. Facts. Facts. Um, a relationship is not just built about love because what is, what is love? If you really think about it, love is a combination of trust, understanding, patience, communication, you know, communication, you being in tune with yourself. So you know what you're giving, 
what you're able to receive every day i feel like you truly get to know your partner every single day yes it's the little things mm-hmm. it's a little it's just, Sandra, it doesn't have to cost a lot of money it could be a flower it could be a card it could be the little dollar stickers i stuck on the on the mirror that is but it's the little things and if someone's put in the effort i think that's all you need to make the relationship work yeah absolutely so how was everyone's week this week we were finishing up Isandra's birthday weekend. We were celebrating all weekend. Um, and I would say this week was filled with a lot of work, happiness, and success. I would, the word that I was describe for my week would be blessed. Blessed because I'm not the healthiest person, you know? And I feel like um, I, I was finally, today, I finally was able to get the answer for a treatment that I've been searching for for many years since I was a teenager and I'm finally going through the treatment and I'm hopeful and I'm blessed that I was able to have the right doctor and the right you know procedures to get to the point where I am today so today is a new beginning to a better a better lifestyle that's awesome. We wish you the best of luck with everything. How was your week, Shawnee? My week was good. I'm actually really excited about this week and this month because Pride, it's Pride Month, and Pride Month is really big for me, and I know for so many others, especially many of you listening. Let me just say, I came out as bi when I was a sophomore uh, in high school. I came out to my mom just randomly. We were in the kitchen one day, and I was just like, hey, by the way, I like girls, and I like guys. Um, And my mom kind of took it as, like, it wasn't, like, a big deal or anything like that, but it meant a lot for me, and it changed a lot of how I was, how I am, and I am who I am today, and I'm very proud of it, and I love to see love, and I just think everyone should celebrate who they are, and I know I'm going on a tangent right now, but Pride Month just means so much to me, and I know to you guys, and I know to a lot of others out there. Yeah, I I personally am straight. <laughs> I feel a little left out, but you know, I've I've had like experiences with girls in the past, but I I consider myself straight. Um, but I know that it's it's so important for so many people, um, and it's one of those concepts that so many people choose to not understand that love is love and it doesn't matter, and you shouldn't like why does it bother you? You know, like I never understood why it bothered people so much that women and women can get married or men and men can get married like or people can like both girls and boys like I just never understood it so I like on pride month that everybody I just it's just like a a different energy from everybody you know like everybody's just better but my week was good (laughs) um can I add one thing Adela because I know that you may not identify you know but in the LGBTQ is the A the Mm. A is for ally. Uh, you know, the A is so important because it means inclusivity, it means support. It also means even though you don't agree or it's not your personal preference that you support us, I know you understand it. So I just want to shout out to all the A's out there. In the Facts. Shout yes. out to Adela supporting uh, because it's 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 mm-hmm. why there's inclusivity and, and why, you know, people like me and Isandra feel so comfortable being out about and, and, and being supported by um, people like you. Oh, I'm a proud A. Disclaimer, we are not professionals. We are just two women providing personal opinions and experiences to help others. 
If you or someone you know is in need of urgent care, please contact official professionals. Suicide hotline and abuse hotline have been provided for you in the episode description. So let's get into it. Tell us all about how you guys met and all of the the sweet little details. Well, I would like to say that I bagged Isandra. <laughs> I would like to tell you all, but that, 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 that is that. not true. I am a professional. I was at work. Okay, I needed help from an individual in an office, and every time I called the office, one person would pick up like in the second ring, and she was so professional. She was so helpful. She would give me the answers. And she would always ask me, but what are you going to give me? I said, I have a T-shirt for you. I gave her a pen for my office. This girl said, and then one day. Okay, so for the listeners. Yes. We worked together in the same university, just different departments. Our departments somehow related to each other. I saw her one day and she came over because she had just opened up her own department at the university. She came over to my department and she gave everybody like goodies to advertise. And I, I liked her energy. I didn't talk to her. I was, you know, working, you know, I was very professional, (laughs) but I was somehow ear hustling. Right. And I was like, wow, she's Veronica is a person that even though even if you don't know her automatically she's very energetic she's very happy like you just want to be like those people that you want to be around or you just want to listen or you want to you know spend time with them or hang out veronica is that kind of person she has very good energy so i was just intrigued and i was just listening to her interact with other co-workers right then I noticed Isandra. She was looking good. (laughs) Had her heels on, but I'm not thirsty, okay? And I also am very respectful of boundaries with women in particular, being so openly gay, because I look gay. I probably act gay. I'm sure I was dressed a little down that day. Oh, my God. The first time she dropped me off at my mom's house, she was wearing girl clothes, and my mom opened the door, right? And we, you know, we waved goodbye, but we watched her get in the car, and she she looked at me and she goes, ¿Tu amiga es lesbiana? And I was like, ¿Por qué me preguntas? Why would you ask that? And she was like, because of the way she walks. I was like, wow. Because she doesn't have that feminine walk. Mm-hmm. I feel like as a mother, like her intuition, she was like, is she? <laughs> right? We thought that, we always thought that well, was Tell funny. me how you bag me. Okay, so she will call me, and I I don't know. Naturally, I would just pick up the phone. <laughs> the, the phone rings in all the offices. Every time I talked to her, I would hang up with a smile on my face. Oh. I would, I would wait till she calls just so I can pick up and help her. Like there was mm-hmm. something like, there was like just this electricity. There was something so, like, powerful in just a phone call. And I would laugh so much. It would be probably, like, the best two or three minutes. And I would really, like, I would feel really happy. So then by the end of the week, I was like, okay, I really want to, like, I want to have her around. So I was like, what do you have for me, right? I didn't get this girl a pen, a t-shirt. Like, I did not have any more free stuff. I, I said, I'm tired of your pens. 
She said, I want more. I said, I'm tired of your pants and the t-shirts. Can I have your phone number? She gave me her phone number. Listen, I, in the middle of work, five minutes later, I texted her. I was like, hey, this is my phone number. The next week, we we talked for like a couple of days, right? I said, okay, on Saturday, <laughs> you're going to pick me up at 830. Just wear gym outfit. She was like, where are we going? I was like, don't worry about it. We were still just friends. We were just, just hanging out. There was, not, fun. Th- there was no indication that anything further was going to happen. We just, we just were just really good girlfriends, just vibing and laughing. But every time I talked to her, I would laugh so much. It was just like, I wanted more. Like, I wanted more. I always wanted more. And she picked me up at 8.30. I said, okay, we're going on a ropes course. You Ooh. remember? I did not know this girl was scared of heights. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> And I couldn't, you know, while Issa may have not, I honestly, she was looking bad, so good. And I said, you know what? I'm, I don't know if she went a friend or what, but I'm here. So I, I would like to tell you that I didn't, I didn't have intentions, but I would be lying to myself. <laughs> I did. Um, the, we would talk for hours. You know, those people that you could just talk and talk and talk for hours. It was literally like an hour and a half ride. And we just talked and talked, right? And talked. We got there, and obviously I went first. Because I was scared. That was my strategy. I was like, ah, you go first. Try it out. Now I'm thinking to myself, you know, if this girl can do it, I probably could. And mind you, my adrenaline is running, rushing, and I'm scared. I am scared, but I can't be out here scared when this little girl is doing all of those streets. So I sent her first. Try to be cute, you know? Go first. She was struggling on the course so much that I don't know what came over me. I did not. This just happened. I said, if you cross, I'll give you a kiss. Girl, I don't know why I said that. I honestly don't. She flew. (laughs) All I know was her face was in in front of my face. We were just staring at each other. She said, I'm coming, honey. I'm coming. (laughs) The girl did not struggle at all. (laughs) You never know what what inner strength you have until you have a little motivation. Oh, my God. And then all I know is her face was in front of my face, and I was like, okay, fine. And we kissed. And honestly, I don't know how it happened. I don't know why it happened. Everything was just so natural. Like, I, like even after that kiss, we continued our day. We went to eat and everything. Like, nothing ever happened. Like, Nothing changed. Like there wasn't any. We didn't have. We didn't have to have the conversation. Like, oh, so what are we now? Oh my God, what just happened? Right? No, but from a she was straight perspective at that point. I was just having a lot of fun. You know, there. You know that when you are gay, when you're messing with a straight woman, it could go either way in the gay community. It's not necessarily. uh, It's a little risk that you take, right? Because you never know where it goes. So I would tell you that I was just. Riding the wave. Going with the flow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just, you know, appreciating the time, the friend I made, um, the connections, the, the fun, the jokes, the laugh. Issa taught me a lot about being, uh, about about the Hispanic culture. You know, growing up in Plainfield, I would say I was not very close to my culture. Um, but Isandra really did. There was a lot of learning on my part that I really appreciated. Yeah. So we would hang out at her office after work to, like, 
10, 11, and we would just, I would, I, I taught her how to dance for so many months every day. Remember salsa, Aww. merengue? I think that's how we started. Because we would have talks while we were dancing. Mm-hmm. Dancing and Spanish music for me is like, like I would say how I identify myself. So I wanted to teach her, you know. So I think if you look back at it, like I was, I guess, teach bringing you in my world. When we realized that we were like getting to know each other to see if there was anything happened, Veronica would be like, oh my God, this is happening so fast because I was straight. Because there's a rumor. Wait, wait, when was, when did you find out that she was straight? I, I so knew the whole time. time. Because well, we knew people. Well, I automatically, when I see a woman, I honestly assume they're heterosexual. Unless they're smiling a lot at me when I was single or laughing really hard at my jokes. Not just normal laughing, like, you know, a little too much. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I knew Isandra. Isandra identified as straight throughout all of our relationship. I, I Even now, I do not know what she identifies as. Well, we just had this conversation. I, I've never really been in a hurry to identify myself. Mm-hmm. I feel like society has to put labels on you so they could understand who you are or what you are. Like, you have yeah. to be somebody. Like, you have to be Hispanic. You have to be this. You have, like, you, everything is a label. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a label, the question mark, people don't understand that. People are not comfortable. I would identify myself. This is okay. official. I would say I am bisexual. Oh, we heard it here first, wow. ladies and gentlemen. That's such a big thing for you to say that right now. While doing soul searching, I realized that I like people. What I'm attracted to is not a gender. It's a person. Honestly, I think that that's is- the way it should be. That's the way it should be for everybody. Definitely. And right. I can see that with, with the way that you tell the story and the way that you met Vero. Like, I can tell, like, you don't care who she identifies as or who, you know, what her body parts are. Her body is just a body. And you just fell in love with who she is and her person. You didn't fall in love with her gender. You fell in love with, who, with her. Mm-hmm. There's a word for people who, like individuals because of how they no, are and not their gender it's it's weird is it pansexual no wait google it google it i want to know what is the term yes. according to google pansexual people describe themselves as being attracted to people based on personality not gender mm. interesting so what made you guys fall in love with each other Oh, God, on day two, I was obsessed with her. (laughs) You make something inside of me just feel so, like, complete, like, happy, like, I'm at peace, you know? And every single day, we laugh. Oh, my God, did you just don't understand, like, the true happiness that just comes when we're together? It's just, I, I don't, I wouldn't even know how to describe it. It's so beautiful the way that you describe your love. I think of Anthony for me as like my person, but I always say like he's my home and he is my safe place and he makes me feel accepted and valued and important and seen, which I never have felt in any of my relationships before. 
And the way that you just describe it is absolutely beautiful. I would say it was your soul, how family-oriented you were. But it was also, I feel like, so effortlessly. Like, we really worked on just doing for a long time. I would say for the first year, just doing whatever felt natural, whatever felt right. And I don't think that um, we forced it, right? We liked hanging around each other. We would. Um, you know, I think in the typical gay fashion, we moved very quickly. Um, but I think it's because we were very passionate. I said, let's do what feels natural. I feel like I said that every, almost every day. I said, let's just focus on what feels natural to us. Don't worry about anything or anybody else. You know, focus. Focus in what feels natural to us. Does this feel natural to us? Since day one, since we were friends, everybody would say, you guys hang out too much. You guys talk too much. You guys are on each other too much. Give each other some space. You guys are going to get tired of each other. You guys don't know what it is to miss each other. And I feel like Veronica would, would take it to heart. And she would be like, oh, do you think maybe we could, you know, give some space or maybe not see each other or maybe not sleep over? And I said, no. Does this feel natural to us? Yes. Then that's what we're going to do. I can relate to that. You know, having gotten married at 20 years old and Miguel was 21 and everybody was like, you guys are crazy. You guys are insane. And I remember the day before our wedding, we didn't sleep the entire night. We were talking. We were like, you know, are we crazy? Like, are we, is this the right move? Like, what are we doing? And it was kind of like the same conversation. Like, are we doing this because you love me? Because I love you? Yes. You know, we're doing this for us and because we want to and it doesn't matter what everybody else thinks and we just knew it was the right move and the right thing. And I mean, it hasn't disappointed and it's been almost four years, so. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at girlsnightpodcast underscore and on TikTok at girlsnightpodcast. Veronica was a person that I had to teach her or guide her, or push her, or encourage her to talk about her feelings. Mm-hmm. I'm reaching deep right now in my bag, ladies, for this <laughs> podcast. No, it is. It is. I, I don't know if it, it can be how I was raised. I think it's it's a lot of things, but um, for a lot of people, they're told, you don't think about your feelings. Just put them away. Just worry about what you're doing. And I think we're also, I, I immigrated to this country. We were, we're in survival mode, which is that you just, no matter what it is, what obstacle is in your way, you have to look through it and push through it and oftentimes your emotions to me I grew up thinking it was a weakness I grew up thinking that it wasn't normalized to talk about um and now I think as an adult I understand that a lot of my trauma as a childhood also is bleeding into our relationship right and those are actionable things that you have to be conscious about so that you can actually change and apply and I would say I until you meet the right person that brings that out of you you don't know what your true, you know, value can be in a relationship. Because I, the person I am with Isandra, I've never ever been in my life. I'm so devoted, so in love, so actually caring about your feelings. Um, and I think that that is when they say like, you know, the right person is the right person, and you know, right? And that is true. That is true. And I think that when I met you, well, I didn't know what was gonna happen. I think when I bought the ring to propose to you, it was real at that point uh, to me. Can I tell y'all what made me fall in love with Isandra? Is mm-hmm. we were sitting down that first date. This is all still the first date. 
I asked Lisandra three times a lot of questions that were very personal, and she opened up to me. That day, I had just gotten out of, like, a conference, and they were, like, really big on credit scoring. You have to ask your partner to, your, their credit score. Lisandra downloaded the Credit Karma app that day. And that day, we started fixing her credit. Our first date was so business-like. <laughs> this girl asked me, do you, are you, do you have papers? Are you legal in this country? What is your credit score? What no. Else? There was so many, like, legal questions, right? I just was trying to figure out. Do you have debt? Can I see how much debt you have? Wow. Like, she wanted to see. But Alexander was not annoyed by my multiple inquiries about her status. Not annoyed. Because any I would think that that could annoy somebody. And then she would actively... Remember you got the credit armor at... Listen, ladies. For all you listeners out there. <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot of ladies, ladies like me. I had six credit cards. Okay, they were all almost maxed out. <laughs> I would shop and shop. I didn't need it, but I would shop and shop. And I grew up in a home where I was the baby and I'm the only girl. When I met her, she was like, "Girl, you're in debt. <laughs> you need to stop shopping. You need to stop going to the mall." <laughs> <laughs> this is not healthy. I was like, what? No, I go with my mom, right? Um, I have to thank her. She, I, I would say credit karma. All right, yeah, that's fine. I was, I was intrigued because she was, she wasn't asking me with the intent to let to bring me down. Her answers made it seem like she actually wanted to teach me what these things. She mm -hmm. taught me about credit score on our first date. We hashed out a plan of how I was going to pay all of these credit cards one by one and throw them out. I think your partner, especially the, the person that you're meant to be with, compliments you and they add value into your life. They add the value that you don't already have. A new perspective. Yeah, like a new perspective. So to get a little bit uh, deeper, um, if you guys are comfortable talking about what it was like coming out to your families. Well, I will be honest with you. I never really came out to my family. One day, I have a twin sister. My twin sister and I were always tomboys. We always liked playing basketball, football, wearing really tomboy and really, really boy clothes. My sister in middle school, I would say maybe high school, when we were young, she woke me up to tell me she was gay. <laughs> well, she woke me up, me up very traumatically, right? And my reaction to her was not very supportive. It actually was probably the opposite of supportiveness. And I'll tell you why. There had been a rumor in high school that she was with this girl. And I'm like, Carolina, do you know, is this what's going on? This is what I'm hearing. She's like, no, why would you think that? You're my sister. We would go to the library to study. This girl would get lost with this girl looking for a book. So I would then I woke up and my reaction to her was very negative. When she told my mom, my mom sent her to three counselors. And she sent me right along with her. Because at that point in time, the stigma was that, you know, being gay was bad. It was wrong. Yeah. Um, even religiously, you know, it was against our religion. Uh, my mom, who I would say, you know, really may not have understood, paid for three counselors to tell her that she needed to act right and to accept us the way we were so we stopped going to counseling. 
from there, I would say that I never came out to my mom until in high school I got suspended for making out with a girl in the courtyard. <laughs> At that point, I, I would say that it would be my comment. I never directly told her. I'm sure that she knew we were gay. I knew she knew we had a lot of gay friends. We weren't labeling ourselves. We weren't thinking about it. We were just young, trying to have fun and being in our own skin. But I would say that um, my mom really got a, a, a shock when both of her daughters were gay. Well, and, and I would say for 10 to 15, until Isandra, my mom would not speak to any woman. She wouldn't look them. She wouldn't acknowledge them. Let alone would she let anybody in the house. In fact, we would be sleeping in the living room floor because my mom was so strict about the gay and being gay. I think until, I would say it took my mom 28 years. And I think because we were both successful, happy, yeah. we both uh, graduated from college. It was very little things that she can look back and say, man, what are they doing wrong, right? Other than... Um, our sexual preference. So now my mom is an A in the LGBT. She's an ally. She supports us. She happily introduces us. I think even to people that are not the most accepted, like our family from Peru, like her co-workers who you really just don't know. Uh, my mom has grown so much in accepting because I think it's very different to accept people being gay or gay people. That's very different than your child. I think your child being gay is a very different because you have expectations of them, you have expectations of what you think their life should be, and oftentimes that's not matching up with what makes them happy. I grew up in a home with my older brother, my dad, and my mom. I, they would always see her dropping me off, or we had, we each had our own cars, but she would drive with me just so she can see me go inside the house, even though we were just friends. Um, and then my mom noticed her walk, and then she asked me. So she was a little bit more vigilant. Or if I was on the phone on FaceTime, she would know because she wouldn't know her face or her voice. So she would always ask me, you know, I think... For her, she never understood how it could be okay to be friends with the lesbian. You know, because we have to put it that way because that's how they say it. Um, how can you be friends with a lesbian? Like, how? And I would just be like, Ma, she's just my friend. Which at the time, she was really just my friend. So since we met each other, um, her twin sister has always been in another state. The first time we went to Atlanta, where your sister was, because we spent every Christmas with her sister, so she's not alone. So I said, I'm going to, I'm going on vacation for Christmas with her. I think that's what made it a little bit more realistic for her. She just flat out asks me, so what's the deal? Mm. I said, somos amiga. The way I said it, she know what it was because in my family, when you're you're in a relationship with somebody else, you'll be like, el es tu amigo. Oh, el, el amigo, el amigo, el amigo, mm -hmm. la amiga. But you know the meaning behind that word. You know when when you're living together, in my family, when you're living together but you're not married, mm, it, el amigo. You know, it's not. But you know. 
My father said, if you go on that vacation, I will never speak to you ever again. One, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> one thing you have to know about me, <laughs> I am very passionate. I'm very strong-willed. I am very determined. And I do not allow anybody to um, belittle me, undermine me, or when you threaten me, that doesn't really sit well with me. I didn't take that very well. And he caught me with my luggage in my hand about to take the flight. <laughs> we were not going to have that conversation, right? However, I do know my father is the type of man that when he says yes is yes, when he says no, it's no. He's very old school. I'm very much like him. So I knew what I was getting myself into. I said, está bien. I closed the door and I left. I think that was the last time we probably ever had like a normal conversation. When I told my mom and my dad and my brother, I said I sat down. We said, "Come on, let's come to the living room." Veronica's mi novia. My mom just cried and cried and cried and cried. My dad got very pale, and my brother did not say anything. I was automatically kicked out of the house. I wasn't kicked out of the house in the sense that pack your bags and leave. It was more like, you could live here if you're normal. My parents don't use, they've never used the word straight. They always use the word normal. <laughs> you could live here if you're going to act normal, or you can leave because we don't accept that behavior because you're going to go to hell and etc. They really didn't understand, just like I know they didn't understand. It, it was a shock to them. For many years, you cannot have a straight daughter and then all of a sudden she has a girlfriend, you know? And the word girlfriend has so much meaning because out of respect, you always say el amigo, el amiga. Even growing up, I never said, oh, él es mi novio, no. Mm. People know, you know, they knew that I had my little boyfriends, but I would just be like, él es mi amigo, out of respect. And the fact that I broke that quote-unquote respect or that boundary to actually give it that label, they knew that that was already a shock. I said, I, I'm, I'm going to be with her, you know? Um, literally, that was like at 9.30 or 10 in the night. I literally was packing my bags. I called her and I said, do you think your mom could let me in? Remember? I got to your house like at 11, almost 12. And I never went back home. And then it was a lot of years of just fighting with my parents. And mostly fighting really with my mom because she was the only one having conversations with me. She didn't really understand it for like two to three years. She she didn't accept. She went through a really rough period. Um, maybe depression. A lot of, you know, maybe panic attacks. Yeah. Um, we were very close very very close she said she lost her best friend she basically didn't know who i was there was a lot of mixed feeling my grandma had 13 kids those 13 kids married and they each have children my family is huge my family is very close i literally my mom was so ashamed she told me i couldn't speak to anybody of my of my with my family nobody i couldn't speak to nobody i literally did not speak to anybody in my family for 3 years oh. i left the house and i left my immediate family and i left my whole family i literally left everything i knew everything literally everything i ever knew 
everything I ever had. I was with Veronica, but I was alone. I cried myself to sleep for many years. I don't think I don't think I will ever understand how you could say you love somebody and act a certain way, you know, and act as if you don't. But I am at the point that I accept what they do and who they are and how they act. Because the only way I could have peace within myself, the only way I could move forward, I am, I'm, I'm a very strong person. But my strength comes because of my sadness, because of my struggles. I am as strong as my struggles have been. I'm grateful I am where I am and I'm grateful God gave me her, you know, not only as, you know, just as a friend, period. Because, you know, she was, she was my rock and she's such a good person that I was able to literally learn who I was and everything about myself with somebody like her helping me and guiding me. I wanted to uh, thank you both for opening up about, you know, what it was like coming out to your families. Well, thank you guys again, honestly, for being our guests. You guys have been amazing guests, and hopefully all of you girlies here are inspired by the love that they have for one another and inspires you guys to be yourselves and love, love, honestly. No matter how it looked. Ladies, thank you so much. It was an amazing time. You guys definitely took me outside of my comfort zone. <laughs> Um, shout out to Girls Night Season 2, Episode 8. <laughs> Thank you guys for having us. This was really an amazing experience. You ladies are amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Alrighty, girlies. Thanks for tuning in again. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Girls Night Podcast and follow us on TikTok at Girls Night Podcast. And we'll see you girls next Thursday for the next Girls, girls Night. Girls Night.